the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. BC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstrip. It's been a good day for a lot of folks going outside in the sunshine. Gorgeous spring weather drawing people out who have been cooped up for weeks. Meanwhile, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is resisting pressure to open up his state, insisting it's just not safe right now. I'm not going to put dollar signs over human lives. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo at a briefing in Queens on pressure to reopen the state. I feel it. I get it. I disagree with people who say open the economy even though you know there's a public health risk. I disagree with that. While he says hospitalizations are down along with intubations, new cases were a little over 800 Saturday and 299 people died. I'm Shelley Antler. This is SRN News. This Week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. As the nation enters its seventh week of shutdown, the money fight is raging on Capitol Hill. We just want to make sure that tax dollars are supporting a response to the virus. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hour 2 of your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner Mitch Berg is coming up next to keep you informed and up to date. And so are we here at AM 1280 The Patriot. With all that misinformation being spread online about COVID-19, we found the best place to go is am1280thepatriot.com. You can find informational articles, plus you're the governor's daily press conference. All you have to do is go to am1280thepatriot.com. Just click COVID-19 updates and resources. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Sunny, a little bit of a breeze, a high of 76. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info, 18 years and going as one of Minnesota's blogs. Uh, this broadcast, of course, going on 17 years of dominating Twin Cities weekend radio. We are essential. Well, okay, we think we're essential, but then for that matter, we can broadcast from home. We kind of got the best of both worlds. Not every business is as lucky. Some businesses have to be around people to do their job. Some businesses need to have people in the office to do the voodoo they do. And some of them have the bad political fortune or insufficient lobbying jobs to be designated as essential 
by an administration that is run by someone who's never worked in the private sector and represents a party full of people that have contempt for small business people. With us to discuss small businesses' response, at least one small business's response, maybe more, to this, longtime friend of this show and blog, Tracy Eberly joins us. Tracy, welcome to the show. It's been long overdue. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Uh, my pleasure. Now, you are the owner of uh, Fang Consulting, which it, it's just an immense lost opportunity that you're not a dental practice. But no, in fact, it's it's <laughs> named after something else entirely. Um, you're in the medical regu- uh, regulatory uh, medical regulatory business. The details are perhaps not as important to the story as the fact that you were apparently not deemed essential. Tell us a little bit about your business and uh, how this last six weeks have been for it. Um, it's been a very interesting six weeks. Uh, we uh, we work with the medical device companies in Minneapolis, St. Paul area, or actually all over the United States and all over the world now. Uh, right. And we had grown quite a bit. We were uh, honored to be the 31st fastest growing company in the Midwest last year. Uh, so at one point we had 44 employees uh, servicing all sorts of clients with big names you'd know. And um, when the governor shut things down, uh, most specifically canceled a lot of elective surgery, our clients uh, stopped selling their products. Um, there was no demand for uh, things that, that you could pretty much count on. You know, some hospitals would put in 18 cents a week. Now they're putting in zero. Well, that's you know, that's a huge change, and our clients um, have have laid off and cut back accordingly. So it's not like you and your employees don't have the option of working from home. It's just that without some billings coming in, without a business out there to actually support, out there to to pay you what you bill for, there's just Correct. nothing to there's there's no money to be had out there. Right. Um, it's, it's not absolute. We do still have some clients that are still moving forward some projects, but. Uh, by and large, it's a large contraction of our economy, and uh, and nobody's unscathed. So uh, we have the option to work home. Uh, we also have a large office in Roseville that people come to every day uh, because, as people are learning, working from home is not that fun five days a week, uh, week in, week out. <laughs> huh. uh, and uh, the other thing is a lot of people are at home with the children, and, uh, and we allow people to come in. We've got a pretty nice game room here with a pinball machine, and I can tell you that's been a godsend for a couple of families to come in and just blow off some steam and get out of the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been working from home for years. I'm doing it again for the last six weeks here. I'm also an empty nester, and my my friends, my colleagues with young kids at home, or school age kids, even worse. You can tell they're they're putting in an awful lot of extra time and stress here. So, uh, so so what now? now the, the the biggest problem I'm seeing here, uh, Tracy, is that you have well one of many huge problems. I mean, how, how to rate them all? But we have a governor who has never, not once in his entire career, other than maybe as a paper boy, worked in the private sector. I don't know, maybe worked in a tasty freeze when he was in high school back in Mankato. But he's been a public school teacher, uh, a National Guardsman, and then a congressman, and now a governor his entire life. He's worked entirely in the in the public sector. Now, you and I are both conservatives. You and I both know that the DFL party is now more than ever roiling with contempt for small business people. The idea that this group of people that has been installed in St. Paul is qualified to make decisions about how small businesses operate, uh, more, more qualified than, than the proprietors themselves, has to be galling for someone who has put in as many years as I know you have personally into building your consultant uh, consultancy. 
Yeah, it is very frustrating to watch somebody who's never signed the front of a paycheck tell me how to run my business. Um, and I believe many business people over Minnesota, even large businesses, are very frustrated in that we have been told we don't know what's best for our customers, what's best for our employees, or what's best for our fellow Minnesotans. And we largely disagree. We do know what's best for our employees, our customers, and our our uh, our neighbors, um, but we're not allowed to do what we think is best because one person has decided he knows what's best for the entire state. So when the first orders to shut down came, I, I know there were a lot of people on the right side who thought, oh, okay, we can suck it up and and, uh, and hunker down here until we know more about the epidemic. What was your initial reaction uh, to Governor Waltz's proclamations going back six weeks ago? I was incredibly upset. I was on the phone with our HR consultant over the weekend. Uh, you're correct. Quite a few people didn't understand this. As you know, I am a very big patron of uh, the restaurants. I've got yep. quite a few friends that I've been dining with for 10, even 15 years. Uh, one gentleman has waited on us for 20 years. So trust me, we we knew immediately whenever he started closing restaurants that this was going to be bad. It was going to affect many, many things that people didn't really understand because they don't understand how many people work in the restaurant industry, how their livelihood works. And especially um, back of the house, people are not wealthy. That's a polite way to put it. If you're doing prep work in a kitchen or if you're washing the dishes or if you're the bus boy, this is your entry level into often middle middle class. But the start off is really rough. It's, these are low-paid jobs, thin-margin businesses, and these are people that just don't have a lot of extra room. Plus the tip staff, um, unemployment's usually not great for them because they don't you know, claim all the tips. Yeah, you're 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 getting essentially unemployment as as sixty uh, percent of minimum wage since your tips are the bulk right. of your income. Absolutely. So, exactly. yeah, I hadn't even thought about your 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 perspective and observing the impact on the restaurant industry. You may, I, I'm not sure how you missed a career as a food critic. Uh, quite honestly, Tracy. <laughs> I just uh, actually did do a little bit of uh, writing on food, and I found out that it didn't interest me that much. I just prefer to go out and eat it and enjoy it. So, kind of a bus yeah, holiday, you know, isn't I'm it? Out quite a bit. That's yeah. right. No, you gotta you gotta pick what you're good at and what you enjoy. It. I, I think eating yeah. definitely more fun than writing about it. So, absolutely. Exactly. So, so Tracy, you. Um, are, are I, I think it'd be fair to say something of a stubborn, irras, uh, irascible sort. I, I don't think that's terribly unfair to call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty accurate, actually. Oh yeah, no, I'm, that's that's my yeah. journalistic training uh, coming to bear here. So <laughs> you you have had enough, and from the sound of it, uh, out on the uh, essential Minnesota Facebook page, it, you you published something of a of a rather scathing broadside. You call it the the, the Declaration of Independence, I believe, written from the perspective of at least one businessman here in the, the Twin Cities. Uh, describe a little bit about your motivations for declaring independence from the, the, the lockdown, uh, Tracy Eberle. Um, as you know, I'm in and out of social media. Um, I had a blog years ago. I'm on uh, Facebook. I don't do Twitter because I just don't like it. Um, yep. But I've been working with some other people to figure out ways to get the message out that small business is unhappy and we're, we really can't continue like this. Um, and I thought one of the best things is a viral post. If you can put something up that is short, concise, but effective, uh, it can do way more work than almost even a radio ad or a billboard. Um, so I thought I'd get something up. I'd been mulling it around in my head for a couple of days, and I just sat down on Friday morning and cranked it out and posted it. I think last it had 2,000 shares. Uh, and basically it's just short and succinct of we need to reopen 
we do not need permission. We do not want permission, nor do we need you to tell us how to do it. We all know how to do this. Um, and like I said, I've got a background. Uh, I worked in the restaurant industry, the hotel industry. Um, we all have businesses that we go to that the owner knows everything there is about the business, the hair salon, the barber, you know, whatever. They are the people who know how to open their businesses and run them and, and do the right thing. And yep. the fact that somebody in St. Paul has decided blanket that they know better than all of us is just infuriating. And what we need to do is just say, no, you do not have the right to tell every single person in Minnesota how to live their lives. Uh, we can choose to do this. And as you know, I've got a science background. I, I'm very frustrated. I see people saying that you're risking lives or killing people. There is no delaying the spread of COVID-19. It, we are not trying to stop the spread. That's impossible. We, were, we decided to stay home to release the burden on the hospitals. Well, unfortunately, we ruined our hospital system. If we open up and people get sick, which they will, we will just move along the process that is inevitable. Everybody will come in contact with COVID-19 at some point in their life. Right. So why are we destroying economies to delay the inevitable? And many, many people and, think by staying home, they're never going to come in contact with it. No, that's, that's not even the plan. Uh, right. Dr. Fauci or Dr. Bricks would both tell you, no, we are just trying to flatten how hard we hit the hospitals. Now, Mayor Cuomo or Governor Cuomo does have issues with hospital capacity, and he right. may or may not be doing the right thing, but at least his argument makes sense. His hospitals are full. They need to make yep. sure they don't get too many people in. That is not the case in Minnesota. We do not have no. full hospitals. Our ICU beds are barely you know, full. Uh, and this is what people uh, have been tricked, I believe, into thinking that they're saving lives by wearing masks and staying in. And you're just putting off the inevitable, maybe. Uh, and then as we're learning with more testing, um, many, many people have been exposed to this. It's been in the country since December, uh, maybe earlier. And, uh, you know, our exposure has, has already, you know, hit the point where staying home probably not that effective. We might as well get out, go about our business. Some people will get sick, but they were going to get sick anyway, just a matter of when. And then if we have a fully functioning hospital system, we'll be able to take care of them. Yeah, the mission of of the of initially back before the goalposts started getting rocket shoes strapped on them uh, was to <laughs> keep down the use of hospitals and and boy mission accomplished. I mean ICUs are are echoing caverns of of, of low utilization. Yeah. I mean they, they're out there, they're being used, but but it's it's not the the catastrophe that was predicted. And so kudos, it worked. But now we're the, we are literally in a position where the cure may be worse than disease. I, I'm figuring. If if things if trends keep like that, we may have twelve hundred dead in Minnesota from COVID. And uh, by the way, I was corrected. We don't have five percent of the nation's population. It's more like two percent, which means unemployment and all the maladies that go along with unemployment: opioids, suicide, domestic abuse, violent crime, alcoholism, etc. Uh, will will be up. I mean, Minnesota's share of that will be over the course of two years if there's a vaccine. Uh, it's going to be forty thousand dead. 40 dead people, according to a Yale survey on the, or study on the subject, for everyone who likely dies of COVID. And so we are literally at the point where the cure is vastly worse than the disease at this point. And by the way, Tracy Eberle, your post with 2,000-odd shares after three, four days has literally been more contagious than the virus itself in some of our neighboring <laughs> Western states. <laughs> this is true. Um, and, you know, again, as everybody noticed, um, South Dakota and Iowa are, are reacting as Midwestern states should because the virus isn't bad here. We're not very densely packed. We do not have a subway. 
So therefore, the probably number one disease carrier in the United States does not even exist in the Midwest. Um, And Minnesotans overperformed by, you know, staying home and clamping down. And we did so well, our hospitals are now closing. Our food supply is in trouble because we've closed so many plants. And this is another thing the media is really driving fear is they report how many people are infected. They don't report how many are actually sick or hospitalized or died. They stay infected. That's not as valid valid number. I mean, did you go to work last year and get the flu? Probably a lot of us did. (laughs) Did you keep going to work? You sure did. You you took your two weeks off or a week off, whatever you're talking, you went back. Nobody quit working because somebody at the work had influenza, H1N1 this year. Oh, I'm almost positive I caught it on the green line, by the way, just to complete the, (laughs) completely close the transit circle. I'm almost positive I got the flu riding the train to work one day. So, yeah, point exactly taken, Tracy Eberle. So you are going to officially uh, do something on Monday, from what I recall discussing with you earlier, that if it were somebody of a more fashionable um, identity group would be called civil disobedience, I suspect, you're going to... Stop me if I'm wrong here. Open for business and do your job and make money and f- pay your employees, feed your feed your spouse and your dog, and and go back to work. Uh, do, do I have that basically correctly here? Yes, and except for one thing, we never closed. You know, right, we just, fair enough. I did not bother to to, to deal with this, and, and many people shouldn't have. And they need yep. to be encouraged to reopen. And many people come in first with a mask, and then they sit six feet away from you at lunch. And by the end of the week, there's no mask, and they're sitting next to you because we all will readjust to the way we were. We are not yeah. going to have a new normal. We will all go back to the norm because we have cultural traditions that date back before we were born, like handshakes. Yep. That it's very difficult to remember not to shake hands, and pretty yeah. soon we'll stop remembering not to do it and go back to it. Yeah. No, exactly. And 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 by the way, I mean this is it's this this idea on the part of quote the experts that the people are a bunch of a rabble, a bunch of panicky sheep who will stagger <laughs> stampede each other to do the wrong thing. Uh, toilet paper shortages notwithstanding. Uh it's just the most annoying, arrogant, condescending attitude that official dumb has about well all of us deplorable citizens tracy eberly so uh absolutely well you hear final question because we're way over time here but um oh. have you heard from other business people who are following suit with you here um yes we've well heard a few people that want to open monday they're afraid uh if it's one or two that they'll definitely get cracked down on uh so that's one of the big problems with this is uh, there's definitely people, I, I know people who have gone in, you know, the only person in the office taking care of some paperwork because, of course, bills still need to be paid. And they were reported to the local police uh, that they shouldn't have been there. So the, the snitch lines are very active, and, and I think people are, are very frightened. Uh, the government has many, many ways to hurt you from licensure to inspections to arrest. Uh, yeah. So I don't see, and I don't blame people for not opening. And we're lucky in that, uh, we're pretty obscure. Nobody cares about us. And our office park is filled with critical people. So they're all working too. So nobody's, you know, and it's largely a professional group and most of us understand the risk, but um, we are working. Uh, I've got to get a little plug in, I guess, with um, two other companies, uh, the Waddell group and C4 technical to give companies plans to reopen legally following the guidelines issued by the governor and by the, um, the federal government and make sure that they do open up, and do the correct thing for their employees while staying, you know, in line with the law. 
Absolutely. Tracy Eberly, uh, thanks so much for joining us here today. And here's doing uh, doing both of our, our, our fair share of the work, getting this word out to people. And uh, by the way, congratulations on a viral post. You've, you've always had a way of doing that. So uh, kudos yeah, to you, yeah, Tracy. Eberly, thanks for having that. You know, yeah. it's a it's a two-edged sword, and this time the sword it swung is. the right way, and God bless you for it. Tracy Eberly of Fang Consulting, thank you very much. Let's do stay in touch on this. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Let's take a break and go on, on to the home stretch of the last quarter of the broadcast here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers limitless access to intelligent talk stream am 1280 the patriot with our free app your smart speaker or with iheart tune in and radio.com we live in the twin cities but serve worldwide i appeal to you to fight i fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature but everyone can help fighters What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Millions estimate their benefits online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The number to call should you care to join us, and I, I sincerely hope you do, because that's what actually makes this fun, hearing from people like Engie for the first time in quite some time. Uh, one of the great uh, names in the history of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, going back all the way to the very beginning, back to, uh, gosh, 2004, I think, was our first encounter with Engie. And uh, <laughs> nothing ever changes with Engie, so God bless him. Uh, frankly, I mean, I made, made so many friends out of this uh, the blog circuit that Tracy E. really just mentioned from back in the day, As uh, not to mention uh, via the, the 16 years on the air here. it's uh, It's been a privilege and a blessing in every possible way. Hey, don't forget, we have got Americans for Prosperity Radio coming at 4 o'clock, just an hour after we sign off. Jason Flores uh, doing, uh, basically doing, <laughs> waving the radio standard for Americans for, for Prosperity, one of our favorites. Uh, political action organizations out there. Definitely uh, d- definitely tune that in from 4 o'clock. Of course, we'll have an hour of Larry Elder. After we leave the air at 3 o'clock, you can hardly get enough uh, of the sage from South Central. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Or you can also join me at hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. And I was uh, set straight by, via the uh, the hashtag, I should point out here, Minnesota does, in fact, have two percent uh, of the uh, of the nation's population. I did the math wrong in my head. I kind of wondered if I wasn't. It seemed a little high. So, if we assume that fifty thousand people nationwide will die of a variety of causes, mind you, of suicide, of the uh, of uh, opioid abuse, of alcoholism, of violent crime, which does increase when unemployment rises sharply. Uh, and, if the, and this is, by the way, Yale University came up with this estimate between 25 and 50,000 dead per point of unemployment. Let's go right down the middle. Let's say it's uh, right around 35,000 dead, 35, 40,000 dead, let's just say, per point. And we go up to 20 uh, point, uh, 20% unemployment, which is not only reasonable, but probably right about where we're at. It could be 30%. That's 800,000 dead per year nationwide. So 1.6 million dead over the course of two years if unemployment rises to uh, 20%, and we assume a mid-range value, according to the Yale survey, of 40,000 dead per point per year. And that's assuming it stops when we get a, uh, a vaccine, which, let's be honest, there's no guarantee we will. And 20% unemployment is by no means unreasonable. I mean, we had the, the lefty media bragging about the notion that uh, the Congressional Budget Office says, hey, unemployment's only going to be 9.5% by the end of next year. That's <clears throat> end of 2021. To put it in context, unemployment at the height of the 2008 recession was 10%, briefly. And fell to 9.5%, which is considered catastrophic 11 years ago, early in uh, 2009. 2008, 2009, 9 and 10% unemployment was a catastrophic result then. And the lefty media and the shut them all down media are bragging about it today. This shows you the desperation that they're under. Anyway, I just called out a figure of 1.6 million 
uh, and I was wrong about the the numbers in Minnesota. We are two percent of the United States population, so one point six million, thirty two thousand dead for that mid range estimate. That's assuming unemployment stays at twenty percent, not thirty percent, and that we get a vaccine at the end of two years that makes it all go away. And if we do. And, and I, by the way, I've had my progressive friends say, well, don't you have any trust in, in, the, uh, in the ingenuity of the American people? Yeah, I'm a conservative. I'm a free marketeer that, that, that is entirely predicated on having faith in the ingenuity and the problem-solving ability of people working as independent actors in the free market. Yes, I do have hope for the whole thing. I mean, for that matter, I have some considerable hope that for the vast majority of people, herd immunity, in other words, getting a mild case, getting immune, and getting your body, one's, one's immune system used to dealing with this new virus will protect the vast majority of us eventually so that it does, in fact, act like more of the common cold, uh, maybe a slightly uncommon cold, than this plague that we were sold two and three months ago when people were talking with straight faces about 2 million Americans dead. That that talk has all gone by the wayside. President Trump is probably a little Pollyanna-ish, saying things are going to peter out around 60,000 dead. I think that's a little optimistic. I think 100,000 is incredibly reasonable. I think uh, 1,200 dead in Minnesota is uh, is, is entirely possible. We're around the, the low 300s right now. But it's not the only way of approaching it. As I pointed out, the state of North Dakota this past week announced uh, Governor Doug Burgum, the uh, governor of the state of Minnesota, who, uh, by the way, is also the husband of my high school classmate, announced that uh, the number of the people uh, testing, while the number of people uh, testing positive for COVID passed 1,000 this last week, uh, and the death toll has risen to 24, which, by the way, is one day's death toll in Minnesota identical to yesterday's death toll in Minnesota. Uh, He's signaling he's going to lift business restrictions beginning yesterday, saying the state has made significant enough progress in its effort to contain the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, How refreshing is that? A governor who actually says, puts down where the goalposts are and doesn't move them without ample reason. The plan to ease restrictions includes limiting bars and restaurants to half capacity, requiring barbers and cosmetologists to wear face masks, and prohibiting some high-intensity fitness classes. Wow! That's actual common sense! <laughs> well, and of course, if common sense were common, we wouldn't need a word for it. Well, well, more on that when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop 
You save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800 482 8399. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking relief factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking relief factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. AM 12 you the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. As always... 16 years now, the number, the only solitary number to call to reach us via the miracle of the telephone. If you want to reach us via Twitter, of course, it's hashtag N-A-R-N show. By the way, I do urge people to contact us via either means. Uh, One of our uh, longtime friends of the broadcast, Brent from St. Paul, has been sending photos from the Minnesota State Capitol. There is a protest going on around the Capitol right now. It is almost, by the way, Engi, a longtime friend of the broadcast as well, uh, reported from uh, the uh, scene of the broadcast, he's out and about with his urban assault vehicle. Uh, the latest, uh, version 3.0 of Engie's urban assault vehicle is orbiting the Capitol as we speak right now. Engie, if you're out there, salute. Uh, Brent from St. Paul is down on the Capitol Mall right now. He's sending back photos of a Capitol Mall with almost no people on it. This, this protest, as promised, is very exceptionally social distance. It, it's, a, it's a drive-in protest. The streets around the Capitol are being uh, are, are full of people protesting against the arbitrary and capricious shutdown that would seem not to be supported by the scientific evidence. As Tracy Eberly have uh, pointed out uh, in the previous uh, two segments back, all of the, the rationales Every single rationale for the lockdown has been met. 
the uh, the 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 curve has been flattened. I mean, we still have people getting sick. Absolutely, it's still contagious. There are still people dying. There's still people getting sick, but it's not the exponential growth that the the, the Department of Health model uh, had been predicting. It's not even the exponential growth that some of the other better proven models have been predicting. More importantly, the healthcare system did not get overwhelmed and. Whether you want to blame that on the fact that, or blame, credit that for the fact that uh, people were locked down, that they kept their social distance, that they masked up, they worked from home, they or had no place to go to work, take your pick, or whether it's because people aren't packed into subway cars and people don't live in bars and restaurants as often as people in, in Manhattan, say, do or some of the other high-risk areas, uh, that, that people who, in, who are not can, in confined high-density spaces are much less likely to have the disease transmitted to them. As we pointed out on the show last week, given some of the evidence that this disease seems now to spread not aeros- by aerosol form, in other words, viruses floating randomly in the air, just flying out of people and floating through the air until they find someone who breathes them in. And, but in fact seem, according to, again, evidence from Hong Kong and South Korea, distributed by those noted conservative nutcases at the Centers for Disease Control. Apparently, it's, it seems to be spread through water droplets that are exhaled or coughed out of someone who is becoming contagious, who is contagious, and are carried by air currents, usually through confined spaces. Breathe in, not generally speaking, Occasionally, but much more rarely, apparently, than thought, uh, picked up off of surfaces. But, of course, that, that as we talked about last week and the week before, this speaks to the danger of living in highly confined, high-density spaces, taking mass transit to work, working in open-plan offices with uh, airflow that drives the air, reuses the air around, uh, with the water droplets in them around the same group of people until everyone gets sick. Something, by the way, that we've known about open plan offices for uh, 10 or 15 years. <laughs> a cold or a flu makes the rounds faster than the latest office gossip. <laughs> Ask me how I know. So, what, via whatever mechanism, the curve that we were told we had to flatten has been flattened. And by any rational estimation, it's time for people to start reopening their offices, to reopening their their businesses, to going back to work, to try and rebuild the damage of six weeks without business. It's time. I've been asking people on the left, because it is usually people on the left, not always, but usually people on the left, why? First of all, what do you? Where's your income coming from? If you're a complete lockdown supporter, where's your income coming from? And what do you have to say to all the people whose businesses have been trashed, in most cases needlessly, by this shutdown? A, they all have an income. B, for now. B, they have no idea, but they just it's they just want to shut down as long as it takes. Because if it saves one life, dot, 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 which is the launcher of so many illogical uh, swerves into complete non-science. Anyway, 
Uh, the protest, as, as Brent in St. Paul is uh, sending me photos here uh, via Facebook, uh, the, the streets are wide open. Nobody is uh, out on them, with the exception of one counter-protest that has been getting the inevitable uh, fawning media coverage this past week. Uh, the a group of healthcare providers, and when I say healthcare providers, I mean members of the Minnesota Nurses Association, which is the nurses union, which God love nurses. I mean, nurses do so much to humanize the healthcare system for all the rest of us. But the Minnesota Nurses Association may be the most left of center of all the public employee unions. Uh, they, they also handle some private industry as well, but matters not. The Minnesota Nurses Association may be the most reliably ultra left of center progressive public employee union that there is in the state of Minnesota. So when the talk turns to dissenting from Governor Waltz's orthodoxy to trying to hold the governor accountable and the government accountable for the consequences of their caprice and overreach, when the time comes to uh, to actually exercise our rights as free citizens to say, let's look at all the science here. Well, the Minnesota Nurses Association is right there providing reliable foot soldiers to go out and try to <clears throat> gridlock downtown St. Paul. They, the theory is that they're going to be out there standing in the way of people protesting for reopening Minnesota by getting away with the cars, causing gridlock. According to Brent from St. Paul, they've managed to stop some traffic in front of the Capitol, not much else. Apparently, nurses don't want to come out and protest on a day like this any more than anybody else does. So that's all going down at the Capitol right now, uh, in and around the Capitol in downtown St. Paul. Uh, a fair number of protesters, almost all of them in their cars, almost all of them as socially distant as you can get. <laughs> I mean, a car, especially with the windows up and the AC on, is proof against an awful lot of, of the problems the world throws at you. Uh, seriously, folks. Uh, so the protests, largely uh, socially distant. The counter-protest, well, who knows? Not that many of them. Well, uh, thanks to Brenton St. Paul for sending uh, sending the rest of the photos here. At any rate, that's what's going on. Feel free to contact us via phone, 651-289-4488, or Twitter at hashtag NARNshow. Uh, again, North Dakota reopened as of uh, yesterday, starting to uh, lift restrictions uh, and uh, made the state significant uh, progress in its effort to contain the spread of the I mean, basically... The goalposts he set, knowing what he knew about the virus and knowing what he knew about the virus's behavior in a relatively low-density environment like my home state of North Dakota, he set the goalposts, and he's abided by them. Nothing to say he's not going to uh, keep monitoring the situation, perhaps modify that one way or the other as time goes on. Now, in neighboring South Dakota or as it's known in Latin, Dakota Inferior, as opposed to Dakota Superior, then, oh, what the heck, I get to be a little bit patriar uh, parochial about this. Uh, provincial, provincial is the word I'm looking for. Thank you. South Dakota, uh, to their uh, credit, has never shut down. Now, it's gotten them some publicity, of course. Their blue fragility has brought the media to bear on the nine states that never passed any sort of stay-at-home order, South Dakota being one of them, South Dakota being a notable example where 
the case rates have skyrocketed in the sense that there has been a massive outbreak in, as we discussed last week and the week before, a pretty significant outbreak at one pork processing plant in Sioux Falls, which infected quite a few people, an amazing number of people, in an environment that is custom-made to spread the virus. I mean, you got people packed together doing high-intensity work in an area with lots of forced airflow, throwing lots of water droplets through the air that get breathed in, and it spreads the disease around. By the way, the death rate remains extremely low, about a third the death rate in Minnesota, because guess what? The people getting infected, hard-working blue-collar people in a food processing plant, are generally healthy, generally younger than 40 years old, because Believe me, working in a meat processing plant is not an old person's game. They're generally fairly fit. They generally don't have a lot of comorbidities like obesity and diabetes yet. Uh, they're well-placed to get infected, perhaps, because of where they're at, but even better place to survive. Thus, while Minnesota's death rate is at 71 per million, South Dakota's, even after two or three weeks of a pretty serious outbreak in localized in, in one area, very, very tightly localized in one area. Really, more than half of the state's cases are, are descended from the Smithfield plant in Sioux Falls. Their death rate, their case rate is almost triple what it is in Minnesota, but per million. But the death rate per million still just under a third, or actually just over a third of what it is in, in Minnesota. North Dakota, again, a death rate of half what it is in Minnesota, and an infection rate just a little over double. They locked down a little more than South Dakota, but the results aren't that terribly different. What should this be telling Governor Waltz? Maybe the problem isn't people doing business. Maybe it's the problem. Maybe the problem is the high density environments where the deaths are actually happening. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. Select quote Fontania, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. 
It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Join Dr. Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is the last segment of the headliner edition for this Saturday. We'll be back next Saturday, God willing, with a tailwind. Brad Carlson joins you tomorrow from 1 to 3, doing the voodoo he do. Make sure you tune in for that the whole two hours, not one second less. I I can't enforce that any more than the governor can enforce a stay-at-home order that people stop uh, following. Uh, In fact, that's what you're seeing, by the way. Uh, Data from Google Analytics uh, came out that says, well, while people... Answering polls, we are told by by public policy polling and uh, the other one that uh, Morning Consult that uh, Sven Sungard mentioned that uh, the vast majority of people support uh, the lockdowns. Both of them, obviously, uh, well, both of them, as a matter of fact, Democrat-leaning polling organizations. People are starting to break these stay-at-home orders on their own. Yeah, Big Brother has the way of see, uh, has their ways of seeing that via our cell data, and it's showing that while people maybe some people may be answering the way the establishment wants on the polls, uh, reality is showing things a little different. People are getting a little tired of being cooped up, and uh, perhaps government is going to need to react before they become irrelevant. We'll see. Let's go to the phones in Chanhassen. Jim, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Go right ahead. Hey, Mitch, it's uh, great to talk to you. The last time I talked to you was in Prior Lake at the uh, Christmas party for the Gun Owners Caucus. Oh, excellent. Great to have you you uh, joining us here. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, you did a great job. Anyway, real quick, I'm a nurse at one of the uh, local hospitals, and we're kind of obviously quiet, you know, not so busy. Yeah. But like what you're talking about, the M&A and not, or maybe in the pocket of the governor or however that works. Yes, uh, I'm kind of surprised that there's no pushback or there's little pushback at all from from M&A 
about all of these nurses that that have come in from other states because of the governor's uh, need for you know all these extra nurses during the surge. Well, yeah. at the same time, there's a lot of nurses that are like laid off and are hanging out at, at home because all of the surgeries and everything is clo- closed down, as you know. So, yep. what, what what's going on here? Why you know it's just kind of it's kind of funny that. I was kind of hope if you if you're actually in the business I would I would think you might have a better perspective on that than I do. I mean to me I think being a, an observer of the DFL more than I am and, and of the public employees union racket uh I am inclined to think that this is more unintended consequences and more bureaucratic bungling the, the, of the sort that happens when government tries to control the free market. But what's your perspective, Jim? Well, you know, like I said, I've been a knuckle-dragging, um, <clears throat> you know, miscreant uh, all along. And, <laughs> you, know, you know, the fact that I'm a nurse, uh, sometimes my nurse friends don't really care. I mean, I don't share my point that they don't want to hear what I have to talk right. about. But but it's, it's just kind of kind of funny that we don't hear, uh, you know, the, the president of the union and, and these people you know, pounding their fists on the table and saying, "Well, hey, we need to we need to have our people. We need to have our union nurses back in the hospital, and not have these uh, out of state, uh, you, you know, temporary high paid nurses yep. taking care of of like if, our patients." If I were a member of the Minnesota Nurses Association, by the way, thank you for your call, Jim. Great call. I'd be very very concerned, wondering why the the jobs of so many union members have been so very, very disposable this past month and a half. Uh, and yet the Minnesota, the Nurses Association is parroting Governor Waltz's line to an absolute T. Why? Almost as if there is a client, <laughs> a, a client-customer relationship between them. <laughs> Radical thought, I know, the idea that the public employee unions are in the bag for the uh, for for the DFL, go figure. What will they think of next? By the way, I mentioned this before. Uh, Sven Sundgard, who reposted, didn't even post it himself, because like most TV people, he needs someone else to do his writing for him. <laughs> anyway, uh, unlike radio people outside the public radio world. Anyway, I digress. Sven Sundgard, in his uh, in his quoting of Rabbi Michael Latz. Uh, defamatory slur against uh, skeptics from the governor's uh, point of view, uh, parroted, well, quoted, let's just say, I'll be a little less inflammatory, uh, Mr. Latz's, uh, Rabbi Latz's statement that, quote, morning circuit was, uh, well, let's go directly up to Sven Sungard's post here. Morning consult, a uh, reputable polling firm, dropped a poll last week stating 81% of Americans support our governor's stay-at-home directives in order to save lives and slow the spread of COVID. Of course, he goes on to calculate how many Americans that means, 272 million Americans supporting Governor Waltz's policy. (laughs) Uh, And they say progressives are illiterate at math. Well, and and by the way, Latz via Sunguard pointed out that uh, this is a reputable polling firm. Well, as a matter of fact, not so much. Uh, morning, uh, the 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 polling organization. I'm slipping down here to find the exact uh, blurb about it here. Uh, the Morning Consult was founded in 2013 by CEO Michael Ramlett. If that name rings a bell to you, you've heard him on this broadcast before. He is a 
someone in the business world who's very much a progressive activist. It's officially launched with a poll, uh, by the way, uh, with a poll looking at whether young and uninsured Americans were going to sign up for the Affordable Care Act in 2013 uh, the, via the ACA's insurance exchanges, which was uh, published just below the exchange uh, before the exchanges went live in 2013. The White House used that polling in its briefing later that very day. Huh. What do you suppose the odds were that a polling organization set up by Michael Ramlett would be communicating with the White House's Obamacare apparatus to the point where there's this quick of a handoff of information? Go figure. In February 28, by the way, Morning Consult partnered with Vox.com to conduct polling on topical stories in politics and culture. Vox, of course, is to, uh, is, is to, is to journalism what the NRA is to gun control. Uh, beyond that, that's just, just the one here, because we're not done with polls here. That's the one that Sven Sunberg, Sunguard, rather, uh, posted. Twin Cities Media posted a slightly less... Uh, Avalanchine poll last week, giving wall-to-wall coverage to a poll showing thunderous agreement with the DFL's uh, shutting down of most commerce in the state indefinitely uh, at the whim of any, quote, science, end quote, that the party sanctions. But there's some problems with the poll. First of all, it's put out by a group called Public Policy Polling, PPP. If you've listened to this broadcast for the last 15 years, you'll know Triple P is basically a DFL PR firm. They're national, but they basically skew things to the left. And guess what? They oversampled Democrats by quite a bit in a state that's pretty much divided. 37% Democrats, 30% Republicans, and 33% independents likely skewing to the left. They oversampled the metro area. They oversampled women. That's what they do to get the results that they want to put out there to the media. So both of the polls that media people have been flogging about here, Morning Consult and Triple P, Yeah, they're skewed to the left. They are out there to get a political impact, not to convey the truth to the people. Thanks for tuning in. Stay healthy. God bless you all. God bless America. Where do you go for the latest news and insight into what's happening in Minnesota policy and politics? Americans for Prosperity Radio. Join host Jason Flores for conversation about the issues that matter most and to get the knowledge you need to make a difference. From City Hall to the State Capitol to the halls of Congress, we're pulling back the curtain and giving you an inside perspective on the economy, health care, education, and more. Americans for Prosperity, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. 
This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366- 7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life pro-life across america is non-political and totally educational a baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception dad guess what what you are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit MakeTheConnection.net to find out more. AM 1280, The Patriot is 